When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello. My name is Pete Buttigieg, and I'm the Secretary of Transportation. My name is Justin Buttigieg. And my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. I'm here to address claims made in the Daily Mail. Peter. Yes, Chaston. I'm sorry. I wasn't finished. Finished? Yes, finished. Introducing myself. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Chaston. I just want to clear the air. I don't care what that evil podcaster Miller Frost has to say. I am not some low-rank queen from Indiana. Are you through? Well, I'm just saying, Peter, that I wasn't through when you rudely cut me off. Miller Frost calling me low-rent. I'm going to cut that bitch. He calls me that again. Okay, Chaston. I am here to address claims made in the Daily Mail that while I was mayor of South Bend, Indiana, which, for the record, is not some low-rent city, South Bend, Indiana, that's the Beverly Hills of the Midwest. That while I was mayor of South Bend, Indiana, I accepted $250,000 and gifts from mayoral campaign donors who were later awarded $33 million in city contracts. That is patently untrue. Damn straight, Peter. If you had gotten that kind of money, I know you would have shared it with me, and I didn't see one red cent. And for the record, I am not being racist to red pennies. I can't be a racist. I have two new babies, Barack and Oprah, and they identify as black. And that's with a capital B. Again, that is patently untrue. Sure as hell didn't spend it on yourself either, Peter. Still wearing those cheap-ass suits I gotta take to the drag cleaner all the time. I simply never would have taken... $250,000, $250,000, and hand out $33 million. For $33 million, if I were taking campaign contributions, my percentage would have been much higher. Peter, I told you to stop using air quotes around the word contributions. It's confusing. And I also wanted to let people know that when I am handing out $210 billion in infrastructure money, I will not be taking any campaign contributions whatsoever. Oh, Peter, seriously, quit using air quotes around the word contributions. 
You know I'm not good at math. And if you're handing out $210 billion in infrastructure funds, how much of that is going towards remodeling gay bars in Washington, D.C. and the state of Indiana? Chastin, I told you that creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. He said we couldn't use that money to remodel gay bars. Well, that's not what I heard. No, Chastin, that's what I told you. Oh, well, that's not what I heard, Peter. I also wanted to address the rumor that I am allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, having an affair with Colton Underwood. And that you were paying him like a rent boy. Don't forget that, Peter. I am not paying Colton Underwood to have sex with me. Well, is that horse queen giving it to you for free then? Like a down payment or something, daddy? I have never been in bed with Colton Underwood. You do it on the floor then, you nasty queen. Chastin, I am not having sex with anyone but you. Oh, lies, Peter. Lies. Like people saying I pinch your nipples, call you Mr. President during sex. I might twist the hell out of those things, but there is no pinching involved. I'm not lying to you, Chastin. Really, Peter? Really? You haven't touched me since I gave birth to Barack and Oprah. Do you want to know what I have to do to get sexual satisfaction these days? Okay, you two guys. Get the hell off my podcast. Jesus Christmas with these two. Always arguing and bickering. Folks, I am, again, really sorry that you had to hear that. Pete asked, Pete asked to come on to today's podcast, talk about those claims in last week's podcast where the Daily Mail accused him, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, of having some sort of pay-for-play scheme where he got $250,000 and some gifts for handing out $33 million. So I, like an idiot, I allowed him and Justin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Indiana, to come on to talk about that. But as always, those two start arguing, making a mess of this podcast in the process. And I was just going to say, we were supposed to be, White Boy Malcolm X, we were supposed to be behaving ourselves because we are running a new ad campaign on Castro that has nothing to do with the Castro brothers down there in Cuba. It's a podcasting app where you can download this show and others, but we're getting a lot of new listeners from doing that, running those ads up on Castro. So I wanted to make at least a marginally good impression. But after those Buttigieg girls came onto this show, created themselves a train wreck, I don't know. We're just going to have to see how things go from here. And we'll start off today's podcast by wishing all you women out there happy Women's History Month. All you women with hoo-hoos, all you women with penises, all you part-time women out there, you drag queens, you gender-fluid folks, happy, happy Women's History Month to all of you. And if the idea of a woman with a penis, if that offends you, if that's giving you the vapors, you keep that up, you are going to earn yourself 
a first-class ticket on a train to a re-education camp to get your mind right. It's 2022. Men can be pregnant. Women can have penises. That's how it is, so just deal with it. And as a random aside, white boy Malcolm X, did you ever notice we had, well, just last month we had Black History Month. This month is Women's History Month. At some point this year, we'll have, I don't know if they call it Latino History Month or Hispanic History Month. That's Latinx to all you snooty white liberals out there. Sorry, folks. They get confused if you say Hispanic or Latino. You got to use the word Latinx or they're just going to get triggered. But you have all these history months. But for us, white boy Malcolm X, for the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, we have pride. We don't get gay history month. We get gay pride. That just, that popped into my head. Who knows why? Probably some queen wanting to stroke her own ego. Didn't want to deal with any sort of history. Be like, who the hell cares about gay history? Stonewall, done. We just want to have a grand gay old time out there. Speaking of having a grand gay old time, though, we've got, folks, there's a clip up on YouTube, and it's been up there for, well, almost a year. We put that up there in uh, June of last year. And the title, if you want to search for it, Ronan Rubenstein, who, as a random aside, is our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost podcast. Ronan Rubenstein reveals how girlfriend knew he was bisexual. And the girlfriend is Jessica Parker Kennedy. And I'm not going to rehash what we talked about there. You can go to YouTube and listen to it. But that clip, to this day, remains one of our top three watch videos up there on YouTube. But someone dropped me a line after having watched that. And she said, funny thing is that she's been babysitting him for almost five years while he's always flirting with his gay co-star every time they're live on Instagram. Poor Jessica has too much faith in him. And I wrote her back. I was like, damn. I didn't realize those two have been dating for five years. No idea what she gets out of it. Poor Jessica Parker Kennedy having a a bisexual boyfriend who I think, maybe possibly, uses that as an excuse to go out and get banged by half of L.A. But none of my business if she wants to stick with her man, even if her man is out doing God knows what with other men behind her back. So let's go ahead and jump into things, folks. And our first story is from Queerty. Those girls over at Queerty. Batman is about to get a whole lot more queer. And so I guess the new Batman movie, which is called The Batman, that opened up a couple days ago on Friday. It's got Robert Pattinson. He's Batman. That's the guy from those stupid Twilight movies. And Paul Dano. He plays the Riddler. 
And the film's leading lady, that's played by Zoe Kravitz, is allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, bisexual. Now, I have not seen the movie. I'll wait until it comes on to HBO Max or something. But I guess in one scene in that movie, her character calls her female roommate, Baby, and so someone in the media asked Zoe about this, about her calling another woman Baby, and if that made her character bisexual. And she said, that's definitely the way I interpreted that, that they had some kind of romantic relationship. So she's not really bisexual in the movie. But Zoe here, wanting to virtue signal to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, says that she, Zoe, thinks her character is. And I guess in the comic book, at least according to this article in Queerty, by those girls over there, Queerty, the character is bisexual, but who the hell reads comic books these days? Virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors. That's who. 30-year-old men who don't know how to adult. That's who. And I'm sorry, but you idiots over there, Queerty, how is adding a maybe possibly kind of sort of bisexual to a film how is that making a movie a whole lot queer? At best, as a bisexual, she's only a part-time member of the tribe. She's here when she wants to be. She's not here when she doesn't want to be. She can't fully commit like some of us do. But to these dolts, oh wow, the Batman movie, it's got a bisexual. It's so damn queer now. Okay, girls. If that makes you feel better about yourselves, having a maybe possibly bisexual in the film, go and have yourselves a grand gay old time watching the Batman. From Town Hall, CNN slammed by Hispanic journalist organization for lack of diversity. And this has to do with, I guess CNN has themselves a new channel CNN Plus, whatever the hell that is, like anyone's going to pay to watch CNN Plus when basically nobody is watching the free one. But the new network, it has folks like Kate Baldwin, I think that's how you pronounce it, no idea who she is. Sarah Sidner, again, no idea who she is. Anderson Cooper, Miss Cooper. Brian Stelter, that's creepy George Costanza. Wolf Blitzer, that Crypt Keeper, I guess he's still around. And they also got former Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace. He joined CNN Plus, or should I call it Woke CNN Plus. And Chris, I heard, he's a little bit butthurt. He went over there to work at Woke CNN Plus because Jeff Zucker lured him off of Fox News to come over and work for him. And Jeff, 
I guess it's been a couple weeks now, he got tossed for banging the help. But the Hispanic Journalist Organization, or Latinx, for you snooty white liberals out there, that's the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. And here are two pull quotes from their somewhat lengthy diatribe about a lack of diversity over there at Woke CNN+. The National Association of Hispanic Journalists, what are you waving your hand for, sir? Really? Do you really want to do that? Okay. I did say you could do it. Sorry, folks. White boy Malcolm X, he's been playing around with our mixing board, been playing around with sound effects, and he wanted to give it a try for this. Okay, sir. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready. And again, folks, a couple of pull quotes from the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. That's right, folks. They're crying like babies. The National Association of Hispanic Journalists is appalled, appalled by the lack of Latino journalists in the CNN Plus lineup. The lack of representation is not only disrespectful to our diverse community, but also disregards the well-qualified Latino talent pool within the organization. I know. It's going to be okay. Okay, kill the baby. Kill the baby. Not really killing a baby, folks. Just the sound effect. And here's one more pull quote. Despite a reckoning over race, (laughs) I am trying to do a podcast here, sir, that has motivated many newsroom leaders to commit to diversifying their newsrooms. Many news organizations continue to do a dismal job. NAHJ demands that CNN leaders rectify this oversight. Oh, it'll be okay, baby. It'll be okay. Kill the baby again. Can you imagine, folks, being over there at Woke CNN right about now, being called basically a racist? I'm sure they're hysterical over there trying to figure out new and exciting ways to virtue signal to the Latinx community. And over there at Woke CNN, you folks know all those snooty white liberals walking around, they love to use the word Latinx. What I would do if I were them and you folks over there at CNN, here's an idea for you. But if I were you, I would send out Anderson Cooper, Myth Cooper, to find you folks some Latinx journalists. I mean, rumor has it that Anderson... Miss Cooper, he allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, loves him some Latino men. Kind of like white boy Malcolm X loves him some gingers. Hopefully, hopefully Anderson, Miss Cooper, isn't as obsessive about it, though. Remember, folks, my friend, white boy Malcolm X, he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. Anderson... Miss Cooper, if he were the same way, he probably would bang Juan Valdez if he could. Just a thought for you folks over there at Woke CNN, Woke CNN Plus. Get yourself some quota hires. Get Anderson, Miss Cooper, 
get him some tasty eye candy in the process. And I'm sure they will, folks. I'm sure a couple of Latino journalists, they're going to get themselves some hearty offers from Woke CNN to go on to Woke CNN+. And I hope they have themselves a grand gay old time being the token Hispanic, being eye candy to Anderson Cooper, Miss Cooper, and you folks over there at CNN, Woke CNN, Woke CNN Plus, you have fun with that. This next story is for all you virgin pajama boys. Living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. This next story from Bounding Into Comics is for you. J.J. Abrams' Star Trek cast reportedly caught unaware by announcement of fourth film. And we were just talking about this the other week. J.J. Abrams, I think it was in mid-February, he came out, announced a new hipster Star Trek. They were going to start filming that this fall, try to release that puppy sometime next Christmas. But apparently, they didn't bother to get any of those actors under contract. And if this article is correct, they didn't even know about it, know that they were, I guess, supposed to show up on set in about six months, film themselves another one of those crappy Kelvin timeline hipster Star Trek movies. So now, J.J. and Paramount, they got themselves into a good old-fashioned hostage situation. That's right, folks, because they need Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, that queen, Simon Pegg, Carl Urban, Zoe Saldana, John Cho. They need them all to show up, but they don't have a contract. So I can see one of them, at least one of them, going, okay, you want me on set? You need me on set. Show me the Benjamins. Nope, not enough Benjamins. Show me more Benjamins. I'm talking BLM Benjamins. Don't waste my time otherwise. So, JJ, as if your stupid movies aren't enough of a disaster, have fun with this train wreck, buying off these actors to show up on set now that you've let the cat out of the bag. And you folks, you hipster Star Trek actors, enjoy those Benjamins. Make them pay. From Breitbart, inequality hardliner Meghan Markle, that fraud, wears $2,600 dress, $9,000 in jewels to NAACP awards. So Meghan Markle and that blithering idiot, her husband, Prince Harry Ginger, they got themselves, when they went to the NAACP awards, they got themselves the President's Award in recognition of distinguished public service. I don't know, folks, how acting like a couple of spoiled brats is distinguished public service. Cannot for the life of me figure that one out. But I guess to the woke folk over there at the NAACP, it is. They have also 
just to let you folks know, handed out that award to Muhammad Ali, Jesse Jackson, that race hustler, LeBron James, oops, sorry, woke LeBron James, another race hustler, and Rihanna, who I assume got the President's Award because her distinguished public service was making great dance music for queens to dance to on the weekends. But can you imagine, white boy Malcolm X, because you're fake black, you are down for the struggle. You're woke. Not as woke as me. Again, folks, I am the most woke person that I know. But as a fake black, can you imagine being an actual black person watching the NAACP Awards and they hand out that award to some ginger kid and his dopey wife, who I guess is half black, but that had to have been triggering. We're handing out awards here at the NAACP and we can't even bother to hand out an award to a black person. Nope, a couple of rich, spoiled kids trashing his family as a pack of racists. That's who gets the NAACP award. These two whoring themselves out to pretty much anyone who will pay them a modicum of attention. But I wonder, just a random thought here, folks, what are these two clowns going to do when people start going, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, meh, they're boring now. Well, whatever. I guess it's, it's their award. They can hand it out to whoever the hell they want to. And maybe possibly, I guess it's probably better to give it to these two idiots than say Patrice Con Coolers, Ibram X Kendi, Chineshi Coates, the celebrity woke folk out there raking in huge amounts of Benjamins, trashing Whitey, showing how down for the struggle they are getting rich in the process. And personally, what value is that award once you've handed it to woke LeBron James? Nothing. Worth nothing. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. From the Texas Tribune, Greg Abbott, Beto O'Rourke, easily win gubernatorial primaries setting up November race. So, Beto O'Rourke, he thinks, he thinks he's going to be governor. I'm sure wifey there, foot in the bill for most of this crap. She's probably like, oh, thank God. I don't have to look at his dopey face, his beta male self for the next six months. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sweet baby Jesus, for giving him that win. I wonder if Beto O'Rourke is going to go back out. I'm going to take away your guns. I'm going to get your guns. 
starting with that crap. It'll be either that or abortion, transgender rights. You know, folks, the critical issues for the upper-class white people that dominate the Democratic Party. Guns, abortion, transgender rights. And uh, Governor Abbott there, go easy on Beta O'Rourke. I'm sure you're going to trounce that loser, but uh, don't beat him up too bad. He provides a little bit of entertainment value here and there. You whip him too bad. He may never run again. His wife will get pissed off at you because he's home torturing her. And we'll lose out on being able to laugh at Beto O'Rourke. Unless he, he can come out like David Hogg. Become a loser gun activist like that brat. Maybe, maybe like Rita Thunberg. Come out like a loser eco-warrior. So I guess, never mind. Even if he gets spanked so hard, losing that election, he never runs for anything ever again. That dimwit, that media whore, he's not going away. So we got nothing to worry about. From Insider, anti-capitalism is flooding TikTok as young people question a life that prioritizes productivity over well-being. So even more spoiled brats on social media. Just what we need. And the article here quotes someone on TikTok who goes by the name of Rama. And this is what Rama had to say. Like many young adults, I used to want an enjoyable and meaningful life. That is, until I discovered capitalism. Now, I live in a society where my productivity matters more than my well-being. And so, I'm just depressed and anxious. (laughs) White boy Malcolm X. Damn it, sir. Actually, this is perfect. Never mind. Now I live in a society where my productivity matters more than my well-being. And so, I'm just depressed and anxious all the time. I'm smiling, but I'm deeply wounded. I work three jobs, and I still feel like I'm not doing enough. Oh, it's going to be okay, baby. I know. It's hard being a little princess, isn't it? Okay, kill the baby. Kill the baby. And this reminds me of a story. Well, it was a post up on LinkedIn that I saw a couple of days ago, and it was a millennial Gen Z chick. She had a job over there at Meta. That's the new name of Woke Facebook. And so she got a job there, and after six months, she didn't like it so much, so she wanted to transfer. But over there at Woke Facebook, they apparently will not let you transfer unless you've been there a year or been in a job a year. I'm not sure which. And so, what did she do? She quit her job. Another one who wanted an enjoyable and meaningful life and couldn't wait six months so she could transfer to a better position. And as a random aside, what I thought was most interesting about that LinkedIn post was that the hysterical millennial Gen Z chick who took her toys and went home, didn't like her job, just quit, 
was that she was a BIPOC chick. And I say that, I only say that, because BIPOC women, at least that I've seen, they have a lot more common sense than that. A dopey, hysterical, millennial Gen Z chick who quits a job after six months because she wants to go find herself or wants to find something more fulfilling. That, generally speaking, is the exclusive purview of white chicks. Hysterical, millennial Gen Z white chicks shedding their white women's tears. Oh, boo, boo, social injustice. I want a meaningful life, boo. Yes, just like that white boy Malcolm X. Crying, crying, crying and complaining. Because their life isn't as perfect as they want it to be at, I don't know, 25, 30. But this is what you get when you create this world for these kids. How they were raised, how they were overindulged, especially those who went to college, the brainwashing that happens on a college campus where the entire campus is a safe space. You get trigger warnings just so you don't get butt hurt. You never have to deal with life, with the hardships that life actually is for the vast majority of people on this planet. And so when they get out in the real world where there isn't a safe space, where they don't get their trigger warnings, where people do and say things that they don't like, but there's no psychotic college administrator to go after that person on your behalf because you're all triggered and butthurt. They start to have meltdowns like this. Can you imagine a society where the first concern was everyone's well-being, not how productive they were? First off, we'd all starve to death because we wouldn't be producing enough food to feed all these people who just care about their well-being. And this one, Rama, working three jobs. Can you imagine being her employer? One of those three unlucky bastards who have to deal with this chick when she shows up to work. They probably don't ask her to do too much. She's got to be a complete pain in the ass to deal with. Hey, Rama, can you take care of this for me? Oh, well, you know, that looks really hard. Well, we're paying you to get this done, dear. Can you get this done for me? Oh, so you just care about my productivity. Why don't you care about my well-being? I don't pay you to have good self-esteem. I pay you to be productive. Oh, you evil capitalist. I'm depressed and anxious now. I think I need to go out on FML leave. I bet whatever HR person has to deal with this chick showing up at their door every single day, probably like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. If that chick shows up one more time, crying and complaining that someone's actually asking her to do something at work. So Rama and you other losers out there who want to show up to work, work at your own pace, Or not work at all. Because all you care about is your well-being, being happy, getting someone to hand you money that you may or may not earn. You have fun and good luck. God knows you're going to need it with an attitude like that. 
I would suggest, here's an idea for you. Why don't you go over to North Korea, see what sort of enjoyable and meaningful life Kim Jong-un gives you over there. He'll probably put a bullet in your head the minute you start crying and complaining about having to be productive in one of his work labor camps that you just want to have yourself a grand gay old time enjoying a meaningful life. But it's not capitalism. So head over there and you have fun with that. From the mix, musician Richard Marx calls anyone who opposes critical race theory traitors and enemies of democracy. So kind of like Chet Hanks a couple of weeks ago, where I asked the question, who gives a crap about Chet Hanks? Richard Marx, who hasn't had a hit in what, 15, 20 years? Now coming out, virtue signaling like any good dopey white liberal would to assuage his white guilt and virtue signal to other white liberals. Like that's going to get him a new record contract. Not happening, Richard. But this is what Richard Marks, the Chet Hanks of this week, had to say. To those of us who are actual patriots, it is and has always been crystal clear. If you're a white nationalist, if you're praising Putin, if you're against CRT, if you want to make it harder for POC to vote, if you defend January 6th, you are a traitor and an enemy of democracy. What's the bet, white boy Malcolm X, that Richard Marx probably drives around L.A. or wherever the hell he lives, alone in his car, wearing a mask? Probably two, because he read somewhere that two masks were better than one. He probably called up Spotify, was like, I'm Richard Marx, I don't like Joe Rogan, take my music down. Whoever was at Spotify was like, Richard who? Who are you again? I'm Richard Marx. I had a couple of hits back in the 80s. Spotify's like, I don't even know if we have your crap posted up here. If we did, I don't think anybody's downloaded it. Nobody's going to miss you. So Richard, great job. Great job with your virtue signaling. Unfortunately for you, your audience probably looks down on you, probably ranks you lower than Nickelback. So I wouldn't expect any bump whatsoever. Another one, white boy Malcolm X, suffering a full-on episode of Madonna syndrome. Oh, look at me, look at me. I'm still relevant. At least Grandma Madonna writhing around up there on Instagram, has done something substantial in her career. This one, two-hit wonder, I bet even Chet Hanks, that loser dope, that idiot white rapper sucking off his parents, even he's probably like, I'm better than Richard Marks. From the New York Post, many actors get aroused while filming sex scenes. Here's what happens next. So apparently, folks, on movie sets where someone is making sweet love 
to someone else, they have what are called intimacy coordinators. These coordinators of intimacy, they, well, at least according to this article, keep love scenes running smoothly on set and help choreograph sex movements and intimate action, as well as help make the actors feel comfortable during awkward scenes. And so in reading this article, folks, I started to think, and don't ask me why, it's just how my brain works, but I started to think, maybe possibly, that I might have been wrong in criticizing the straight-for-pay business model. Like, for example, with world-renowned straight-for-pay actor Richard Madden. Now, in my defense, I only criticized the straight-for-pay business model because I thought it was a double standard. You have queens like Michael Urie, Billy Eichner, others out there, criticizing the gay-for-pay business model, criticizing people like, for example, world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch, Creeper Army Hammer, Timothée Chalamet, other gay-for-pay actors, because they wanted those parts, gay parts, reserved for gay actors. So if you're going to destroy the gay-for-pay business model, it's only fair you should also do that, destroy the straight-for-pay business model. Not that they would. Let's face it, folks, the double standard, alive and well. And nobody in Hollywood wants to be called a homophobe for saying that straight parts should be reserved for straight actors. But now, with this intimacy coordinator, to make their lives easier, the last thing you want to do is have a straight actor pretending to bang a straight actress. Or, let's be fair, folks, it is 2022, a straight, non-binary folk. There are, I think, seven or eight different gender identities, so you got to kind of have to recognize those as well as part of this conversation. But back to my point, to make the life of the intimacy coordinator, make that easy for them and for the actress on set, maybe the straight-for-pay business model isn't such a bad idea. I don't know how many times, folks, I have seen world-renowned straight-for-pay actor Richard Madden banging some chick in a movie or on a TV show. Quite a few times. And he is such a good actor, folks, in all seriousness. I had zero idea that he was a member of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars Barber tribe. He had me convinced in having fake sex with all these actresses that he was straight. But I'm sure for the actresses, making out with a gay guy in a film, at least she doesn't, nor does the intimacy coordinator, have to worry about Richard Madden getting aroused during, during all of that. Because I'm sure for an actress in filming those things, you're making out with someone and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, he's getting himself a stiffy. Awkward for her, awkward for him, 
Awkward for the intimacy coordinator. Awkward for everyone on set. Guess who's got a boner? I can see that, folks. But with the straight-for-pay business model, all of that goes away. And for our last story, folks, it's from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News, Broadway legend Harvey Firestein doesn't know if he's a man or a woman. I don't know who I am. So Harvey Firestein, man, I have not heard from that guy. I mean, in seeing him in a movie or what have you, I don't know how long it's been since I've seen anything with Harvey Firestein. And I still remember it was from Torch Song Trilogy. That was back, I actually looked it up. That movie was from 1988. I had just gone to college the year before. But I remember it was him and Matthew Broderick. Matthew was playing gay for pay, being Harvey's boyfriend or what have you. But I will never forget this line from Torch Song Trilogy coming out of Harvey Firestein's mouth where he's like, I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? But that's what I remember. That's what I will always remember about Harvey Firestein. Until now, anyway, where he is at 69 years old, not sure if he's a man or a woman. Which to me, I mean, Harvey is an old queen. I mean, I like to joke that I'm an old queen, and I am at 52. But Harvey, that queen... He's got 17 years on me. And at almost 70, he's finally going, hmm, maybe I don't know if I'm a man. I don't know if I'm a woman. I don't know what I am. Harvey, just like me, you're a big old queen. You've embraced it for over 60 years. Don't mess with a good thing. Stick with what you got. Stick with what you know. But this is what Harvey had to say about that. When I was a kid, I was attracted to men. I didn't feel like a boy was supposed to feel. Then I found out about gay. So that was enough for me for then. And he continued. I don't know who I am. You want to tell me who I am? Well, let's put it this way. I don't think I've missed anything by not making up my mind. I do have to say this, though. To his credit... He did say that he did not define, he would not define himself as non-binary. Demi Lovato's probably like, oh, thank God. He better not try to steal my shtick. But I guess at, at 69, if he wants to go off and explore that, see if he's, I don't know, gender fluid, what have you. None of my damn business. I sure as hell. I'm not going to be coming out at any point whatsoever with anything approaching this. I am a man, always have been, always will be. But if Harvey isn't, if it floats his boat, if it makes him happy, more power to him. As they like to say, Harvey, you do you. So on that note, since I cannot top Harvey Firestein not knowing at 69, what gender he is, even if he has 
the common sense to not call himself non-binary, nor having super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.